listening to the White Oak Houston podcast, the official podcast of White Oak Baptist Church in Houston, Texas. White Oak exists to help people come alive to the wonder of the gospel and fully follow Jesus. For more information, please visit us online at whiteoakchurch.net. Welcome to the White Oak Church podcast. Today I'm interviewing Pastor John about the new big, exciting vision that God has given us, which we are calling the New Day Vision, and that we released uh, at church this past Sunday. It's a really big vision uh, for our church. We're really excited about it, but it's the kind of thing that deserves, I think, a lot of attention, prayer, and information. And so we wanted to do a podcast sort of all about the vision, why we think it's important, and why we think it's God's will for our church, and what we think will happen as a result of it in our day. But but first, uh, I'm with Pastor John here. Pastor John, what was Sunday like for you? It was a big Sunday, but what was it like for you personally? So I had a lot of people that were asking me that because I guess they knew, we talked with some of our leaders beforehand about some of the things that we were doing. And so they were kind of like, oh man, like how you feeling? And uh, I thought of three things. First, I was very nervous. Like honestly, I was very nervous. Um, nowadays, I don't really get nervous to preach, but I was really nervous on Sunday just because I felt the weight of what we were putting forward. Um, I knew it was legitimately a change. I mean, it's an actual change. It's going to impact a lot of things. Um, but also I was nervous really because I, I felt so passionate about this is what God wanted for us. And I was afraid I was going to screw it up. Um, and, and even as I reflect, if I'm honest, I, I look back at the talk and things I could have maybe said differently or emphasized differently, but it was just also a humbling thing to remind me that like God does these things, you know, and I, I can't be perfect and I don't have to be perfect. And so, um, I was definitely nervous, um, which was kind of reminded me of the old days. Um, but also I was very emotional thankful and amazed because I was reflecting on the journey. I teared up twice during the worship set, uh, about to go up there and preach, um, because I was just reflecting on all that God had done and how much um, progress we've made in five years. I mean, the feel, the outlook, just the church in general is so different than it was five years ago, and it's so much more vibrant and healthy that I was just amazed at how far it had come. And so it was almost like we had come so far, and yet God was revealing the next step for us that we were needing to take. And so it was kind of a very humbling experience. Um, and lastly, I was just really encouraged because I got no negative feedback whatsoever from anybody. Um, to, to release this kind of a vision in the life of a church and to have no one give like a mean response or say something real super negative is amazing. Like it, it's a miracle of God, you know? Um, and so I was just encouraged because, you know, I think people are, are praying about it and fasting over it to kind of think about it. But I think for the most part, most people kind of understand why we're putting it forward. And most people I've talked to think, man, no, this is, you know, if we want to reach people, we have to do some things to make that happen. And, and these changes could be a part of that. So I was just super encouraged because, I mean, we're able to, to think about even, you know, all the things we're going to talk about here, this big vision. And uh, the church is just so healthy and unified and prayerful about it. So I was encouraged about that. Well, uh, for the people who may not have been there on Sunday or or just anyone really listening to the podcast who are sort of interested in uh, the in, in the future, uh, what is the New Day Vision? Walk us through it. So simply stated, the New Day Vision here at White Oak is a vision to restart our church with a new name and a new commitment to reach people who are far from God in our community. And so really what it is, is we see a church that basically is kind of taking this story that we've had the past five years of really a church coming back to life, a church that was struggling, 
on the verge of dying, coming back to vibrant life, lots of new people, a lot of new leaders, just a, a lot of optimism for the future now and saying like, we watched this happen. Like we saw something special happen in our day. And what would it look like to take that and go public with that story to the community, to other churches and see, man, like we've seen something cool happen. How can we share that story effectively to continue reaching people in our community, but also helping other churches reach reach people in their community? And so really it's almost like a way to honor God by saying like something so great happened in our day that um, we had to restart our church because he really just gave us a whole new identity. That's how like stark the turnaround was. And so um, that's kind of the heart of it is basically saying we think God has already given us a new day. We think that's already happened. Like it just feels like that's what's going on here. Um, but we're going to go public with that by creating a name that called New Day Church, which is the name we're putting forward, which kind of tells that story and also a, a name that kind of encourages uh, new people. Um, I think also it's it's kind of a defining moment in the life of our church where I think we're kind of deciding – what kind of church we're going to be. And so it's like, are we going to be a church that, um, and I, I understand like, you know, we, let's go around and see what, what we want to do here and what we want it to be like. Um, I understand that natural impulse and pull in that direction, but what would it look like if you created a church where we're asking like, how do we reach more people? Like, how do we, how can we be a part of, you know, being a part of God's mission in the world to reach and save the lost? Like, what could we sacrifice so that other people could have the joy that we have in Christ? And so it's almost like, are we going to really be a church focused on reaching new people? Or are we just going to be a church that is focused on the people that are already here, myself included? I've been here for 30 years, you know? And so what does it look like for even someone like me to say, even though I'm a huge, I've invested so much in this church, my family has been here for so long. What if we really actually cared more about the outsider than the inside? Like, what would that actually look like? And so we think that the New Day vision kind of pulls us in that direction. And uh, it enables us to really begin thinking like missionaries, like Paul does in 1 Corinthians 9, where he says, whoever I'm ministering to, I take that into account in the way that I build my ministry. And like, what if we actually were willing to do that and not just read that in the scriptures and say, that's a really cool, powerful thing. But what if we actually did that in our day? And so the New Day Vision, we think, is an opportunity to say, we're not just going to say we love the lost. We're not just going to say that we are trying to reach our unchurched neighbor. We will do whatever it takes to let them know this is a church where they can find their new day and they can find hope. And so really it's a, it's a vision that has a lot of practical things behind it and a lot of things that we're going to talk about here in a second. But really at the heartbeat of it is it's a call to a commitment to do whatever it takes in our day to see as many people come to know the wonder of the gospel of Jesus in our day. Um, and so it, it's kind of like this uh, has a lot of practical things, but at the core there's a theological truth of loving the outsider like Christ did. So the elders are putting forth um, this New Day vision, and, and part of it is uh, this idea of restarting the church. So for someone who's sort of unfamiliar with that concept, what is a church restart? So a church restart is, a, is an awesome concept, which really enables you to become a new church without losing your past. And so we're not a brand new church, and, and that's one of the things that we've been talking about. But we're a church that says something new happened in our day, and we had to kind of reformulate our church to express that, but also because since the main mission of the church is to uh, glorify God and to share the gospel with people, we admit that as times change, the way that we kind of form ourselves has to change as well. And so if the mission stays the same, but the times change, then we're always committed to the same mission, but the way that we kind of form ourselves changes at times. And so a restart is basically like saying, yeah, we began in 1938, but in 2018, 
something really different happened. We realized we needed to make some changes to continue the true mission of the church, which is to reach people. And that was the time when we did it. And so basically we still have our past, but we're saying going forward, we have a new name, a new identity, but also the way that we make decisions going forward is not really going to be predicated on what we did in the past, but predicated on uh, how we can most effectively reach people in our day. And so instead of relying on what God did in people's lives in the past, we have to actually personally ourselves go to God. And we have to believe that God actually speaks to us and he empowers the members and elders and deacons that we have here today and that we're going to find God's will in our day through God and not just in through what God told people in the past because they were listening to the Lord. And so it's basically saying going forward, um, you know, we, we have this past that we're proud of, but we don't make our decisions based upon what we did back then because they were reaching people back then and they were, you know, hopefully doing a great job at that. And we're just trying to take ownership of that in our day. And so um, another thing I'll say about a restart, and I think one of the reasons why it's important is because whenever a church realizes that how they are perceived in the community is far different than what's really going on. Um, restarting your church becomes something you should strongly consider because um, if people have a wrong assumption of your church, um, they have that perception for a reason. And so what we have found is we've talked to actual new people as they come into our church, as they, and you've heard this a million times, I'm, sh- I'm sure, where it's like, I had no idea this was here. Mm, we, yeah. we have heard that so many times. Or... I thought that it it looked like it was a dead, struggling neighborhood church, and I had never heard anything about it. Um, Or people will say, I drove past it for, you know, uh, 20 years, and I remember remember back in the day there was some stuff going down at that church or whatever, or this pastor, you know, left on not good terms. People have heard about those things and remember those things, and they associate those few things they know with you and form your identity. And so— what we found was for some reason there was this perception in the community that either number one, it was your typical struggling you know, neighborhood church, which we're not, or number two, um, they remembered something that happened in the past that doesn't relate with us today. And they're like, oh, I, I remember what that place was like in the 90s, and so I don't need to check it out because I've heard about it before. And so when you've been around for 80 years um, and, and there's a perception that about you that's not really true, which is what we found – um, a restart's a really good option where you can say, okay, look, we can let everyone know we're brand new, but we're not letting go of our past. And so a restart is essentially um, kind of helping people see today what the church is like and not letting maybe things that happened in the past keep people from attending your church in the present. You're talking about how really part of the heart of this vision is reaching people for Jesus, and we're catching a, a fresh vision for that and leading people into that. How does a church restart kind of help us do that? So a, a church restart um, <clears throat> really has a lot of advantages. And, and once again, this is even somewhat of a new concept that we're pioneering a little bit. We're not the first ones to do this, but I don't think this is as common as other, like a lot of churches either, you know, com- become a com- completely brand new church, church plant, or they just never change anything and keep riding along. And we're trying to do a hybrid of both of those things. And the benefit is that, number one, a new church uh, statistically reaches five times as many people. That's just the facts. And so new churches in America reach more people for Jesus. And we can guess why that is, but we've just found that to be true. And so uh, the benefit of, of starting a new church or, or becoming uh, basically restarting your church um, is you have the opportunity to become new, and, and new people are more likely to check that out. And also it gets rid of any assumptions that might have prevented someone from visiting it in the first place. And so it helps us by just kind of people like, you know, are you going to go to like the new Greek restaurant, you know, or the one that's been there for 30 years that you've never heard anything about or done anything with, you know? Um, a, a restart also gives you a chance to kind of give you a new name as a church, which once again helps create more of that new identity. 
And once again, we, we've picked the name New Day Church really to honor what God has done the last five years. Like he has brought a new day. And that name is actually very common in our church. It's a slogan we use all the time in the church. And what's really cool, Ken Lubeck, one of the members of our church, showed me this after the service, that literally if you Google um, New Day Church in the Houston area, like just like search, like Google that in Houston, we are the second church already that comes up under that name. There's a church, mm-hmm. uh, another church in our community where New Day is a part of their longer name. Um, but literally that, that we actually come up as a second church, I think in page two of the Google search, just because we literally use that name, that, that concept so much on our website that Google has noticed that. So we're already <laughs> like the New Day Church in a sense, and we don't even name that. And so it gives us a chance to kind of get a new name that's very meaningful to us, but also is compelling to outsiders and tells our story. Um, it also enables us to reintroduce our church as a new church to the community, which once again makes more likely to attend. Also, people maybe that have been a part of White Oak in the past but stopped going and maybe are not coming because they think it's still the same. It kind of wakens them up to that. Uh, it gives us a fresh uh, vision and it kind of enables us to align our church around that. When you've been around for 80 years, there's so many people that have been a part of so many different pastorates and tenures. Um, there's been so many different ways of doing things and so many different structures that it gets really crowded. And so it's almost like kind of cleaning out your house, if you will, getting everything organized um, and kind of deciding, okay, here's how things kind of work and here's what we've learned. And so it gives a chance to do that. A couple more things. Once again, it's a fresh commitment to reach people far from God. I think that can get lost over time, especially since we all love each other so much and the community is so good. We love it here. Um, And then lastly, it gives us a chance to go to two services, um, which will be good because now everyone gets to go to service every week, even the people that serve. Um, it gives people more time options for different things. We know life is busy. It also gives us the chance to do two different community group hours, which once again, doubles the amount of community we can foster on a Sunday morning. And that also makes our kids ministry a lot better because since nobody has to miss service, uh, we get more leaders and more volunteers that can serve on a weekly basis. And so really, you know, it's just a chance to kind of like do a bunch of new healthy things all at once instead of kind of slowly tweaking everything, which um, over time gets hard because you're working with so much history. And so it's like saying we honor this history. We love it. This is part of our story. Um, but we have to be missionaries thinking about what do we need to do today to reach our people because God's given us that mission. And so doing all that at once um, with a with public restart in the community is just a really healthy way to kind of get the word out about the church, but also get a church that's working well together. It's just so many exciting things. And, and as we've been talking to people, that they are really uh, excited. But I want to ask kind of like just a, a, a personal question that might be that someone who's listening might, might sort of have this question. I just want you to speak to their heart. What would you say to someone who's sort of struggling with this idea of a new name or restarting the church or someone who just thinks, you know what, we should just keep doing uh, what we're doing, like things are going well? What would you say to that person? Um, the first thing I would say is I completely understand. Um, I'm like you, James. I've been here at White Oak my entire life for the most part, uh, 29 years. Um, my family has history at this church before I was even born. And so, you know, if, if you are one of those people who is, has been here for a long time, or maybe you're a newer person and you're thinking about, well, what about the people that have been here forever? What would they think? You know, um, I, I kind of speak for them. I am them, you know, and I know all of those people. And I would just say that, you know, it's natural to maybe not want a season to end or it's natural to want to keep things intact. Now that I'm a parent, I just, 
I deal with that constant heartache that my daughter is growing up. And it's one of those things that's just so natural, but I can't stop it. And one of my prayers is just, even in being a parent, is to like, is to love every season and to rejoice in the fact that she's getting older and to rejoice in the fact that I, I got to be her daddy when she was a toddler, but then I also got to let her go into college. And to like, I don't want to be resentful and sad about that. I want to be happy that I experienced it. And then I, I also got to experience life without having a toddler, you know, because there are benefits to that as well. And I think in the same way, I would just say that, you know, White Oak had a really good season and I was a part of a lot of that and you were too. And yet God has just done something new and he just has. And we can, we can honor that and we will always have that. And if, and if anything, the name White Oak will be what we use to remember that season, you know? And so we, we will never lose that. We will always have those memories, but we also have a chance to also be a part of something new in our day that God is doing. And so I would just say, I understand. Um, but just because you change things doesn't mean that you lose the past. You know, you still have that. That season was what it was. And if anything, I don't think it's like we're losing White Oak to New Day. I think we have both White Oak and New Day because I see White Oak basically as birthing New Day um, out of what God did through, through White Oak. Um, I would also say um, that the reason why we are in a great season, because my first thought too, when, when, God, when the Lord began laying this in my heart, my first thought was literally, God is going well. Like, like why would this even be an idea? Because I, I, I prayed about this, and then a day or two later, God literally just, just put the idea in my mind. How, that's how he normally speaks to me. It's like this fresh idea out of nowhere comes into my mind that I've never thought about before. And it was, I was like, you know, but it's going well. What if we mess that up? And what I began to realize as I began to discern, like, God, why would you be saying this, was the reason it is going well is because we have been considering the outsider over the insider. Like, that's why. Like, we, you know, we, are, we have not had the best year ever that we've had this past year because we've been named White Oak Baptist Church and because we've been an 80-year-old church. We've had the best year ever because we started things like our Sunday Squad uh, we began reaching out to the community. We began doing new members classes. Like we've been thinking about outsiders and that's why this has happened. And so the reason why things are good is because we've been willing to consider the outsider. And so what we're proposing here is just to do more of that, is to do more of what God has already blessed. And so um, I think we're in a great season because of that. Um, also, what I would say is as you're thinking and praying about this, you know, even if you're struggling, uh, form your decision what, around what helps us reach the most people. If we if we just sit around, all of us, and talk about kind of what we think or what would make us feel good, there's going to be a lot of ideas and options that we could do. Um, but I think it becomes really simple when you think about our neighbors who don't know Jesus. Like like what what church facilitates a place where they can come and hear the gospel, um, and what makes it most likely where they would be willing to gather with us. And so, I think it becomes pretty clear that being a church that um, you know, named New Day Church. I think that, that name just tells our story, but also it connects with them. Um, I think also inviting people to try check out something that, that kind of seems new is, is more likely for them to be a part of it versus like they're kind of coming in on this thing that's been around forever that, you know, maybe won't consider them, you know. Um, so all those things, basically, I, you know, I, I'd encourage someone to read Luke 19.10 when Jesus says, I've come to seek and save the lost or Acts 1.8 where he tells the disciples, you're going to be my witnesses throughout the entire world. Or uh, Matthew twenty eight nineteen, the Great Commission, where he gives the disciples the mission to go reach people. Like the, the mission of Jesus is always centered on reaching the people who are not with him yet. And so I would just say that um, as you think about this, like though there will be some nostalgia, there's also a lot of excitement and the fact that I think we could be a part of a special move of God in our day. But in order to do that, we have to be willing to go where Jesus is. And Jesus is with the unchurched. He's with the outsider. 
Um, and then the last thing I would just say, and this is really what I feel like God has been doing in my life recently, is just reminding me that, you know, following Jesus comes with a cost, always, no matter. And what happens, man, is I, I think for a lot of people, when you, when you first get serious about Jesus, you have this season where you change a lot of things in your life and you give things up. And it's this really fun, amazing, like just radical season where you're, you're going all in with Jesus. But then after you've been a Christian for a long time, <clears throat> you kind of settle in. And a lot of the radical life change um, kind of stops because we think, okay, I've arrived. You know, I've kind of given up that addiction I had to give up and I'm following Jesus. But this is really a chance for all of us that have even been Christians for a long time to say, am I still willing to do something radical? Am I still willing to step out? Am I still willing to give up even a good thing like a name that I'm comfortable with or um, a heritage that I just want to keep writing out. Like, what, would I give that up if I really felt like Jesus wanted to do a new work in my day? Like, would I really drop my nets and follow him like the disciples did? And I think in a cool way, this is an opportunity for us to see, like, man, like, we're still following God and he's still speaking and we're still all in on him. And whatever it takes to be a part of his mission, like, we're going to be a part of that. And so I think it's an opportunity to kind of wake back up to really the exciting cost sometimes that it takes to follow Jesus in our day. And so um, I would just tell someone, I I understand where you're at. Um, I feel some of those things as well. But I think if we take these steps, um, I think that we're going to create something special that we're also going to one day look back on and be amazed that we got to be a part of it. Mm. For the White Oak member who may be listening to this and praying through things, deciding things, how can they be a part of this really important decision that we're making as a church? So we've uh, put out three things that we're asking our members to do. Um, The first is to pray and to fast, which basically just says, um, as you're thinking through this, go to God, ask him, ask him for clarity, ask him for his will um, in prayer, like, like time by yourself, really focused, praying, reading the scriptures and thinking about this. Also fasting, which is basically giving something up, um, um, even something that's good in your life to have more, to create space in your life to really discern the Lord. And so maybe that's giving up social media or giving up certain kinds of food or fasting for an entire day where for 24 hours you don't eat anything. Um, That those withdrawals that you feel and that um, longing for something else, what a lot of people say is you basically take that and direct that towards Jesus and just almost as a sign of devotion that you want to hear him. And so we're encouraging every one of our members to fast in some way over the, you've got about three weeks to do that now. Um, And so for me, um, I haven't decided exactly what I'm going to do, but next week I'm going to do something for an entire week. It might be social media, it might be certain kinds of food, um, but I'm going to pick a week to really fast and pray. And I believe God will speak to me during that time and just confirm once again, what I think he's already confirmed for us, but um, that of what he wants us to do. Uh, So number one is pray and fast. Number two is vote with vision, which basically just means, if you're a member, like we're going to be voting on November 18th and 25th before or after service, you can come to the booth and just vote, um, cast your vote. Uh, but whatever you vote, um, vote with vision, like vote with a future idea as to what helps us reach the most people. And so if you think that's being called White Oak Baptist Church and not changing anything, and if you think being one service helps us reach more people, and if you think, um, you know, having the history that we have, you know, and being the same, if that's going to help us reach the most people, then vote that, you know. But if you think being New Day Church, restarting, um, a fresh commitment to reaching the lost, if that's going to help us reach the most people, then vote that. But whatever you vote, um, just don't 
don't vote your preference or your opinion and, and don't even vote about, you know, what you think I'm going to think as a longtime member. Like, like vote about the people that aren't here yet. Vote with that vision in mind. The number three, if it passes, you know, we're going to encourage everyone in our church to become a founding member of New Day Church, which basically just means we need a launch team. We're going to be doing new things. It's going to be an exciting season. It's going to be a time where we're also like forming things. And so a lot of things are still up in the air. And really come help us shape this. You know, a lot of times we get feedback from people like, we should do this. Or what about this? Or what about that? And the problem is just that like when you're already blowing and going and you're 80 years in, it's really hard and a lot of work to shape, like to shape things. You know, it's really difficult. And so this is a chance if you really want, if you have feedback or you wish things were different, um, being a founding member gives us a chance to do that. Thank you, Pastor John, for sharing your heart. Uh, do you have any final uh, thoughts you'd like to leave our members as they think about and pray over this decision? Yeah, actually, I just have one final uh, passage that I feel like God really gave us when we were thinking about this, um, and I used it in my sermon Sunday, and it's Matthew eighteen twelve through 14. And uh, this is Jesus. He says, uh, What do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray, Does he not leave the 99 on the mountains and go in search of the one that went astray? And if he finds it, truly I say to you, he rejoices over it more than than over the 99 that never went astray. So it is not the will of my Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should perish. I just love that because it's the famous passage of Christ leaving the, the 99 for the one. And that was the ministry that Christ um, displayed before us. And I just think for a lot of us, myself included, this is a really cool time to kind of come back to the heart of God and really kind of recommit to really thinking about the people who don't know Jesus yet um, and kind of aligning our heart with that. And so I think whatever you decide to vote, whatever direction you go, um, I believe if you adopt the heart of Christ, you will also then find the will of Christ. And so um, whatever you do, whatever you think, um, I think if we're doing it with um, the unchurched in mind, with really a, a deep love and desire that they would have the hope that we have in Christ, um, I think we will probably know what God's will is one way or another. And so whatever you do, just vote with the heart of the 99, or, or of, of Christ leading the 99 to go find the one. Well, thank you so much, Pastor John, for your leadership. And I want to thank every uh, member who's listening to this just for, for being a part of this amazing church and making it so wonderful. Thank you so much. And uh, if you have any questions at all, you can always email info at whiteoakchurch.net. But we believe God has great things for us, and uh, we hope that you believe that also.